You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site, get all that you're looking for coming out of the 2023 NFL Draft. We're slowly turning the page to the NFL schedule release, so we'll have some of that analysis uh, once we know for sure when things are going down, and we'll have schedules there, so we'll break down some things with fantasy football and the schedule Coming up soon. Very exciting to see all the matchups on paper here soon for the 2023 season. So good stuff around the corner. We still have to break down the wide receiver stock watch for you. We looked at quarterbacks and running backs. Updates to the fantasy football half point PPR rankings after the draft and looking at what players were hurt or helped. So risers and fallers early in this process. We're going to go through wide receivers. We'll go through the wide receiver threes. So top 36, a little bit beyond that to show you who might be out of that that could be rising into that group. So a lot of stuff to get to on today's show. We will do it here right away. Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen today. Subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. If you're an everydayer, we appreciate you checking us out every weekday when we're posting a show here all off-season and season-long on Lockdown Fantasy Football. Thanks again for watching and listening wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it is time to dive in, and the number one wide receiver probably will not surprise you here at all. It is Justin Jefferson. Jefferson is the most reliable and consistent force here. I think his stock stays the same here. They released Adam Thielen. He signs with the Panthers. They did draft one Jordan Addison, so he's going to be in the slot mainly, so he's going to take some pressure off Jefferson, but he is a rookie. He's going to have to get his feet wet a little bit in the NFL. He's going to have to develop that trust that Thielen had with Kirk Cousins. So Justin Jefferson is going to be a target monster all over the field here. They did open up the offense quite a bit. We really liked his potential with Kevin O'Connell. came to fruition last year. Jefferson was durable, highly productive. He had some monster games. He won a little bit more consistency with the monster games, but part of it is the attention he gets in coverage. But I like the fact that they're very good at moving around. You know, Kevin O'Connell worked with Cooper Cup, so he's going to scheme Jefferson open. And I think you'll see a bump up in targets there with the volume and the same level of efficiency. So Jefferson stays pretty strong as a number one fantasy football wide receiver when you're looking at half-point PPR. Jamar Chase fell off a little bit last year. He got a lot more attention. They kept the big play away from Joe Burrow and throwing downfield. So a lot of those touchdowns that came rather easily, stretching the field, as a rookie, we're kind of contained a little bit, but keep in mind this Bengals offense breaking in a new tight end help, so they're going to figure that position out with Irv Smith Jr., not reliable as a healthy guy. So you had Hayden Hurst catch a lot of passes last year. They could fade out uh, Tyler Boyd a little bit because he's not going to be kept here. T. Higgins looking for that contract. So Jason Higgins, Joe Burrow probably going to enter the season here with his lucrative contract in hand. So again, Chase is someone they want to keep attached to him for a long time. Chase is going to get a high volume. He's going to be treated as a number one. He's an explosive passing offense. So we can't slip him beyond that here in 2023. Cooper Cup is the third guy, according to the expert consensus rankings, half-point PPR and fantasy pros. Now, 
My one concern with Cooper Cup is the health is really piling up here. He's had multiple injuries that have caused him to miss significant time, including knee damage. He's getting a little bit older. Matthew Stafford is quarterback, having a lot of issues as well. So a little bit concerned about Cooper Cup. The age is there. The mileage is starting to go there. So Cooper Cup has been a special receiver in his career. I'm just worried that the injuries might keep him from really having that elite career that puts him in the Hall of Fame. So I want to be buyer beware. I'm going to put Cup's value down here from the 2023 draft. All right, next up is Tyreek Hill. Looked pretty good for him. I think it's uh, pretty elementary here. He's still the go-to guy. They didn't add a lot of wide receiver depth. I know that depth, they got Elijah Higgins, but really it's going to be a lot more of Tyreek Hill in jail while the offense flowing through those two guys. Devontae Adams, maybe a little bit of bump down, but Raiders have Jamie Garoppolo as a veteran quarterback. Added uh, some help at uh, tight end in Michael Mayer, but he's going to have to break in. They also lost uh, those... Targets of Darren Waller, who was injured for a lot last year. Hunter Renfro seeing less of a limited role. You could see Mac Hollins being faded a little bit here for the Raiders. You do have Jacoby Myers. I think he cuts into Adams' work a little bit because Garoppolo has good chemistry in this uh, Patriots-style offense of McDaniels as well as uh, Myers having experience with that with Mac Jones. So there might be a little bit there, but Adams is still alpha. He's going to dominate here. So... If I had to go Adams and Hill over Cup, I think I would definitely do that on the board here. Stefan Diggs really has a stronger value here because they didn't really address wide receiver much. They added Justin Shorter here, but Khalil Shakir and Gabe Davis, we're going to figure those guys out after what we had with Stefan Diggs. You were working in Cole Beasley and Isaiah McKenzie. He's gone. You don't have any more of Jameson Crowder in the mix. So really Diggs really bumped up here nicely, probably staying status quo here, given Jefferson, Chase, Hill, and Adams, and Cup arguably ahead of him here in the rankings. This is the second tier when we start with Hill and Adams and Diggs, but I think I would drop Cup more into this group for sure. CeeDee Lamb, a big season coming off of last year. I think I'm going to slide him down a little bit because they added Brandon Cooks. He's a veteran receiver that can be schemed open all over the field. So that's after free agency in the draft. Uh, the... Cowboys uh, got a tight end here that's going to be more blocking. I think it does help that Dalton Schultz is gone and those targets are gone, but you have Brandon Cooks there being a bigger factor receiver. You also have Michael Gallup, so I'm going to keep CeeDee Lamb a little bit down, especially with looking at Brian Schottenheimer taking the offense away from Kellen Moore. The next wide receiver in this uh, second tier on Fantasy Pros Consensus Expert Half-Point PPR Rankings is very... Not surprising. It's AJ Brown. I think you'd bump up AJ Brown more. It's interesting that he's still down here, even after the big season and where he finished in the top half of wide receiver ones last year. I think people look at Devonta Smith on the other side, but look, Smith is also elite target. There's not much to go around here. These are two main guys. They don't really throw a third receiver. Dallas Goddard would be it from tight end. So really, AJ Brown. I think I'm going to bump up over CD Lamb in this particular tier. Rounding out the top 12, these are your wide receiver ones in 12-team leagues. You have Amon Ross St. Brown. It actually worked out well for him. Jameson Williams with the suspension. They had a little bit of wide receiver depth later in uh, Anton Green. But still looking pretty key here. I think we'll see how they work in the young tight end. Here's Sam Laporta. How key of a role he can have to help or replace the targets vacated by TJ Hawkinson last year. But St. Brown sitting pretty here. Jared Goff. Or Hendon Hooker, doesn't really matter there. Garrett Wilson, I think, is very underrated, and I would bump him up uh, pretty high here. I think he has a chance to finish in the top three. That's how special season can be. We've seen Devontae Adams put up some monster seasons with Aaron Rodgers. Well, look at what's around here. They traded Elijah Moore. They kept Corey Davis for now. 
They don't have a lot there at tight end that you look at. Tyler Conklin and C.J. Zama, but they're not going to be cut in as key targets. They're Conklin more complimentary here from that position. And you really have uh, not much else here. They did get Randall Cobb, but he's ancient and he's slow and he's just a favor of Taron Rodgers. But Wilson set up really nicely with no more. And Davis there as the number two, that Wilson can have a big impact here with Aaron Rodgers. You know they're going to get on the same page as quickly as possible. Wilson coming off a special, spectacular year as a rookie. He's going to lock in with his new quarterback and put up some big numbers. So Garrett Wilson, really a threat. Top five, top three has that potential here from this top tier of 12 receivers. You have Jalen Waddle next. And Jalen Waddle, again, I think this is fine. This is a fair adjustment to make. He had a big year last year based on volume. I think Tyreek Hill may separate himself, but I think Hill and Waddle are more in the same range together down here, so that's what I would look at. So Waddle, again, they didn't add too much competition. They've got some previous receivers, but they also moved the tight end Mike Gusecki. Don't have a lot there, so this offense is going to flow through these two wide receivers quite a bit here. So Waddle is 11, and T. Higgins, I think you look at him, he's playing for a contract. They need to get him in the mix here, and I think they'll move on from Tyler Boyd. Higgins, uh, about where you'd expect here in the top 12, not uh, much change that I would look at from what we consider in the 2023 NFL Draft. All right, there you have a look at the wide receivers in the top tier. These are the top 12. We'll look at the next 12. They're 13 through 24. Then we'll go 25 through 36 and a little bit beyond that to look at the values there of the wide receiver threes. It's all part of today's show. We're all part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. I'm also happy to tell you this episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is brought to you by Built and their amazing line of Built Bars and Built Puffs. Looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need to try the best-tasting protein bar ever. That's Built. you got to try this. If you're like me and you don't want to make healthier snack choices without compromising taste, well, I've got this thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing you won't think they're good for you. You've got to try these. What makes Built Bars so good versus the rest of the bars? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real dark chocolate. Yep, you're going to get real dark chocolate with every bar. And unbelievable flavors are available. Churro is unique and special. Peanut butter, brownie, cookies, and cream. Yes, those do sound delicious and sound like a dessert candy bar treat. I don't know how they do it, but these bars all taste like that. With amazing macros, they are very healthy for you. Only 30 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein for you. And now you don't need to wait to get a box for years. We've been saying go to your Built.com website to get uh, Built Bars or Built Puffs. Now you can get them at your local Walmart. Yep, they're giving you special packs that you can get if you're on the go and you're near Walmart and you want a treat and you want to keep them in your car, you can do that. You can get the specialty flavor still at Built.com, but if you head to your nearest Walmart, you can get a four-bar box in the pharmacy section of Built Bars. They have cookies and cream and double chocolate in a bar and a coconut puff as well. It's even better if you're near Sam's Club because you can run and grab a 13-bar box. They have hit flavors including brownie batter puff and churro puff that you can get in that box. So great stuff. You can get them at Built.com at Walmart and Sam's Club just around the corner from you as well. You can thank me later for having the best tasting protein bar out there, one that tastes like a candy bar. That's Built Bars and Built Puffs. All right, it is uh, time to continue the show here on Lockdown Fantasy Football, and we'll break down the next tier of wide receivers, really the wide receiver twos here. Chris Olave comes in next. He's up there with that previous tier that we talked about with Garrett Wilson. I think he gets a little bit of a bump up here 
in this offense. Uh, they don't have a lot behind him. They moved on from Marcus Callaway. It's uh, Rashid Shahid right now. Michael Thomas is breaking out again. So Chris Olave with uh, Derek Carr, I think that's going to be a good uh, connection there. So especially with the quarterback mess from last year. So Olave right up there with Wilson potentially going up when maybe slide Higgins a little bit down as well as uh, Lamb and, and Hill with those uh, previous guys in this tier. Devonta Smith, about status quo. I think he had a career year last year in terms of uh, his volume. And I get it. He's a special receiver too, and it's interchanging between these two guys, Brown and Smith, on the outside. Brown, I think, is the better overall receiver. Smith, I think, is more consistent in terms of the volume. So Devonta Smith here is my selection for just being steady. And I think wide receiver two is conservative but safe here among the high end. DK Metcalf here is a guy that we might slip down a little bit. They did draft Jackson Smith in the jig. Well, same thing goes for Tyler Lockett. He's a little bit further down in the top 24 here. Yeah, I think you have to consider Jackson Smith in the jig by having a key role here working in behind Metcalf and Lockett. There hasn't much competition between those guys for balls. They've been pretty even. And after them, there's not been a lot with the D. Eskridge being the best target. So I think it's, he's going to cut into them a little bit for sure, especially Lockett. More so than Metcalf, but I think you have to slide both of them accordingly. You have next uh, Amari Cooper as we drop down to another tier, still in wide receiver two status. Yep, Deshaun Watson, that chemistry is real. I think you look at their acquisition, Cedric Tillman. He's a field stretcher, the rookie out of Tennessee. I think he's more competition and threat to the, the work of Donovan Peoples-Jones and Amari Cooper, Mr. Reliable here all over the field, much like DeAndre Hopkins used to be for Deshaun Watson in Houston. Debo Samuel, yeah, you keep about right here. I, I think the durability issues slowed down. The quarterback question marks, I think you think that for sure. I think Debo is a special talent, but he needs a little bit of help to produce and maybe not sure about the quarterback situation slides him into more wide receiver too, but that shows you just how talented he is, even not knowing exactly his volume and his QB. DJ Moore, this is pretty solid for him. I think we're going to hope for more touchdowns and more impact plays here with Justin Fields as the key go-to guy here. He did key chemistry early in his career with Cam Newton, so a running quarterback here in Fields might help. Uh, they've been working on the field quite a bit, so I'm going to bump up more rising here. They only uh, drafted one guy, Tyler Scott, a speed receiver in the draft, but DJ Moore is going to act every bit of the alpha. Key now, and you got to bump down here for sure. I mean, they went out, the Chargers did, and got two receivers, Quentin Johnson in the first round on TC, then later Darius Davis, two field stretchers. Allen is getting older. He's 31. He's breaking down a little bit. He couldn't stay healthy last year. Hard guy to trust completely there. So we got to bump Keenan Allen down. DeAndre Hopkins survived the draft pretty well. The Cardinals didn't go in too many directions. The only concern there is how their quarterbacks are going to heal when Kyler Murray is going to see the field again. They still have put him on the trade block, but for now I think his best fantasy value lies with the Cardinals where there's not too much behind him in the Hollywood Brown and Rondell Moore. Christian Watson, they did a lot. Load up on wide receivers, the Packers did. So a little bit drop down for him. I think Romeo Dubs is also going to be a bigger factor. So we have to play conservative. This is about right maybe at the end of the wide receiver 24s, but that's why he's bumped down significantly despite being the number one target there for Jordan Love, uh, replacing Devontae Adams and all that they've lost, Judy Smith-Schuster and all the things that uh, they could have gone there with uh, Watson. They didn't go in that direction. So Watson does get to some receiver company. They drafted three wide receivers in this class as well. So pretty crowded there. We'll see how Watson's role shakes out, but he's going to miss uh, definitely the role of Aaron Rodgers as his lead quarterback, connecting with him well down the stretch. So really could pivot to dubs 
you really could see one of the young receivers emerge. You could see a lot of different things. Luke Musgrave at tight end also. So we're going to play it safe with Watson, but we're not going to drop him out of wide receiver two just yet. Just slide him down a little bit. Chris Godwin, we also have to slide down. We're not sure what we're going to get from Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. So no Tom Brady really hurts here. And we talked about Tyler Lockett definitely slipping down here among the wide receiver twos. And then Drake London, I think you have to say he's pointing up. I thought the Falcons would invest in a wide receiver. Maybe they are trusting London to be that dominant go-to player with Kyle Pitts and then see the need to go after another one, especially with a run-heavy offense tending to be run-heavier now with B. John Robinson. So Drake London, about where I would have put him after the draft, just because, again, the volume is a concern, but it's good that the Falcons did not address receiver to cut into his work. All right, we do need to get through the bottom 12 here, as well as uh, some guys that you can look at beyond there with their values, and we'll go more rapid fashion with those players in our final segment. Make sure you're checking out all the great uh, scouting information you need, Locked on NFL Scouting, Locked on NFL Draft. They're going to look ahead to the 2024 class, break down what we just saw in 2023 in this draft and what they can do as rookies. So check those shows out, Locked on NFL Scouting, Locked on NFL Draft. Just like this show, they're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Subscribe and follow for free. Special shout-out again to the everydayers who check out our favorite shows uh, for your favorite teams, whether it's fantasy teams, your draft uh, philosophies, or just your regular favorite NFL team. We've got you covered every day. All right, it is time to close the show, and we're going to look at the top 12 that uh, form the wide receiver threes there from 25 through 36. Terry McLaurin is up next, and this is a pretty good draft for him. Jahan Dotson, McLaurin, I think I'd bump Dotson up as well. I didn't really go in that direction. Curtis Samuel might fade a little bit more here. So McLaurin and Dotson are going to have key roles here. I think Dotson bumps up. Maybe McLaurin slides down a little bit. But again, they intersect here with Sam Howell as wide receiver threes. Jerry Judy got to say he's going down. Doesn't look like they're going to bring him back with a contract. Cortland Sutton. By the way, is well out of this. He's at wide receiver 39, but you have Marvin Mims in the mix as well. So I think people want to take a wait-and-see approach to the Broncos behind Greg Dolchich now that Tim Patrick's healthy as well. So, yeah, we're being very careful. I would uh, continue to drop Judy there. I don't think he should be that far ahead of Sutton. And uh, really, Patrick, not even a consideration. I think that's not a good way to approach it there. Now, Calvin Ridley is an interesting case here as we go into a, another tier at wide receiver at uh, number 27. He's well ahead of Christian Kirk, actually three spots ahead at 30, his new teammate with the Jaguars. So interesting, Kirk's value definitely goes up. Ridley, I don't think can go too far beyond this because Ridley and Kirk are sharing as the co-number ones here for Trevor Lawrence. So I still think I might bump Kirk ahead of Ridley because there's that established chemistry with Lawrence and Ridley was off last year. Kirk looked really good. So we'll see how that plays out. But I think right now they both have to be wide receivers three, cutting in as a co-go-to guys for Trevor Lawrence. Now, Michael Pittman Jr. is interesting. He's down here. He finished as a wide receiver two last year. I think some people are concerned with the QB question. I think actually if it's Gardner Minshew, it helps Pittman because he's more of a big slot guy. I think if it's a case of Anthony Richardson playing more often, I think Pittman is more that big possession type guy. He's very talented, can run routes and stretch the field at times. But we know that Alec Pierce can flat out fly. We know Josh Downs, the rookie, can also do that. So let's hope it's uh, Minshew. I think you bump it up for Minshew, bump uh, Pittman down early if it's Anthony Richardson. Mike Williams, you got a point down as well. The same Chargers uh, issues, the durability, just can't trust him to stay on the field, uh, even uh, more so than Allen. So definitely he plays a role that uh, is kind of parallel to what Quentin Johnson does, so easily could be faded out here with also Josh Palmer. And we mentioned Darius Davis, the other rookie in the mix. We talked about Christian Kirk right there behind Ridley, where I think it would not surprise anyone if Kirk finished behind Ridley. 
or Kirk finished ahead of Ridley, I should say. Ayuk is next. Brandon Ayuk there. And really, the quarterback situation, a little bit concerning, but we're a little bit conservative also with this uh, ranking that we see. So I think it's about right with uh, Samuel and Ayuk. Mike Evans, is this too aggressive to drop him down this far when he's been one of the more consistent forces in fantasy football in terms of 1,000-yard seasons, close to pushing double digits? No, I think it's pretty fair here with the Mike Evans. Again, the quarterback situation is so cloudy here with Mayfield and Trask. They want to establish running the ball, maybe more short to intermediate, and Evans maybe not getting nearly the touchdown opportunities to finish drives with Tom Brady, so he's got to drop here. Hollywood Brown, if DeAndre Hopkins moves, then you're going to see a big bump up for Hollywood, but Marquise right now, about where he should be deep in the wide receiver threes. It's interesting to also see Deontay Johnson down here as the wide receiver 33. I think this could easily be a case where the guy two spots behind him at 35 outscores him here with Kenny Pickett in year two. That's George Pickens. Second year receiver with some field stretching ability can be big slot as well on the outside. So I think there could be changing regard there with I like Pickens over Johnson, Traylon Burks in a really good spot. The Titans did invest in receiver. They did get another athletic tight end, Josh Weil, but he's going to cut in maybe to what Chiga Conquo does. But with the new quarterback situation potentially sooner rather than later with Will Levis, Traylon Burks in a good spot. Still run heavy offense, so we're not going to elevate him over wide receiver three. We talked about Pickens at 35. You had Jahan Dotson, and again, it would not surprise anyone if Dotson established himself more as McLaurin. As Sam Howell is a bigger arm can throw than on field, something to watch out there. And then outside of this, you have Jordan uh, Jackson Smith in the Jigba and Jordan Addison. So the two rookie receivers are ranked right outside at 37 and 38. Again, Jackson Smith and Jigba, hard to trust here with those other two guys, but he's definitely going to cut in their value a little bit and drop their values as wide receiver two. Jordan Addison is a sleeper to watch. I think he could have a big role here working the slot and uh, picking up where Adam Thielen left off and having some viability, but still projects as a wide receiver four. Again, Cortland Sutton with Tim Patrick in the mix with Jerry Judy. We're not sure exactly what you're going to get in this new look offense with Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. And then finally, we're ending it up with Brandon Cooks. I think he's way undervalued. He's just a fantasy producer almost everywhere he goes. He lands in a good spot here with the Cowboys as they're looking for a number two to replace Amari Cooper. So bump up and his possession value is going to be a little bit more interesting here with Lamb given the the run heavier nature of their offense. And also Tony Pollard needing a little help on the shorter passes. Cooks can help there as well. All right, there you have it. There's a top 36 and beyond for you at wide receiver, wide receiver ones, twos, and threes, according to the consensus expert fantasy football rankings there on Fantasy Pros, half-point PPR. So want to give you an update, stock watch, who we think are rising and falling, who's just right here as they're ranked just now. So good look there at that position. Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Every day, a special shout out to you for following us every day. Hopefully, if you're listening for the first time, you'll want to check us out all the time here. And uh, remember, we will have an episode tomorrow. We'll look at the tight ends. Yeah, we'll do a tight end stock watch update for you. A lot of stuff that happened there with a very good tight end class coming. So interesting position for sure to explore. We'll have that in tomorrow's episode for you here on Locked on Fantasy Football. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this is Vinny Iyer. I hope you have a great start to your week on a Monday. And we'll check you out with our tight end ranking stock watch on Tuesday.